If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Welcome back to our part two sit down with the one, the only Miss Meredith Lynch. And if you haven't heard part one, it just aired yesterday. Now, don't you think you should listen to part one yesterday before you listen to this part two? She has received a cease and desist by the one, the only Bethany Frankel. She's also received a cease and desist by our good friend, Rachel Zoe. She talks all about this. Listen, you know what would happen if someone sent me a cease and desist. So I love talking to someone like Meredith who just, you know, who has the balls to just do what they want to do in this world. We love Meredith. She really received cease and desist from Bethany and Rachel Zell. We talk about her frequent lunches with Kathy Griffin. And we're about to get, we talk about so much more. We're about to get into so much more. We talk about Real Housewives of Potomac, the season of Beverly Hills, Andy Cohn's favorites. He does have favorites. Salt Lake, Vanderpump, The Scandal. We have so much Bravo current tea to cover. Listen to yesterday's chat with Miss Meredith Lynch. And now stay tuned for part two. I'm... I look at I look at things really differently now. So even when I'm starting a deep dive, that's in the back of my mind. For example, I was doing a deep dive on, I'll actually tell you, I was doing a deep dive on peoplehood, which is a kind of like talk therapy space. It's not therapy, but it's like a, it's like these guided conversations from the founders of Soul Cycle. And it's to me, it has several red flags. And if, you know, people probably remember Soul Cycle is the like, like almost cult like spin place. Yeah. So I was doing just still out there and people still, it's a cult ish. Totally. And like, listen, I love a good spin class, so I get it. But this is like interesting because it's really kind of taking the formula of soul cycle and where the instructor was kind of like uplifted and, but like turning it into these like gatherings of connection. I don't necessarily think that all of that's bad, but there's just some red flags to me about the company. And so I was doing a deep dive on that and it's all still up there and out there, but someone very closely connected to the company started trolling me on an account that I was able to like within minutes figure out was connected back to the company that scared me. And I was like, what, like just watching everything or also leaving? No, like commenting, commenting. And I was like, Oh, this is somebody who's very connected to the company. Um, and I, if that's what's happening, I don't want to go any further. So I stopped. Like, I was like, it doesn't, I, I'm not going to take them down, but I was like, I'm going to stop. That's the thing. I feel the same way you do. It's more like, it's not that I can't fight this or I'm scared. It's like, I physically just don't want to deal with this today. Like, yeah. I just, 
and I don't want to deal with it tomorrow. Because like the thing to me is like, and I always say this, like if there's a business aspect. So if you're going to go up against Bethany and somehow, you know, you're going to get a million dollars somehow from this, let's go. But if at the end of the day, this is just going to be a bunch of noise and it's not going to help your business or anything, you're like, well, what was all that for? It might actually cost me money, but even if it doesn't, if it doesn't make me money, it's just like a big waste of my mental energy. That's the right. Of these things. I agree. And you know, what's so funny is when I was doing the peoplehoods, you know, uh, deep dive, I had found articles. I can't remember if it was New York times or one of those where, you know, they had done a, a review of it and a lot of mental health professionals, licensed mental health professionals had been like, this place is a red flag. So there's always something interesting to me when somebody who is a professional or a newspaper or something puts out something. And I'm like, do you guys like go at the journalists this hard? Like the what you consider to be like real journalists or I don't consider myself a journalist, but or do you go at the New York Times this hard? Because I'm just kind of saying similar stuff. But I think like when they're when you can connect it to a real person that you can directly comment on, it's it's a whole different ballgame. Do you feel that way? Yeah. And I feel that way. Kind of like what you say, like I've had people on, I, I get into problems. And again, I have a team, like it's a middleman, but it's still where like someone will be like, can David edit this? And I will say pretty much what you just said. I'm like, you would never ask Andy Cohn to edit this out. You would never ask Kelly Ripa or live with Ryan Seacrest or, or Howard Stern. So like the answer is no, like we're not right. editing out a 20 minute conversation about Lisa Vanderpump and all these horrible things you said about her when you're on the show called Vanderpump Rules. Why did you say all this? I mean, it's on a Zoom. I mean, even if it's so you wouldn't ask Andy, you would you wouldn't. So I have the same mentality of what you just said of like you wouldn't ask it's because you feel all right well david will do it no and in the beginning i did like maybe my sure. first, and now it's like the answer is 99 now right it just yeah, is and, i mean i mean why did you say this i mean what do you want from me yeah and it's like if you want to bring people the most authentic experience too are there certain people in the bravo world that you think kind of bring it the most authentically like who who would you say you think like brings it and then stands by it are there people I think you know I don't know why I went to the top like I think like if you go to like a Potomac like I think Candace Dillard mm -hmm. is pretty much like she's sloppy when she's sloppy mm -hmm. and she kind of owns her stuff and just in my own personal experience I mean there's others but just I mean that's the thing it's like I've been doing this for so long it's like when I interview someone and you're just like, oh God, like this is such a, you, you, I'm not going to call you out on it because like here you are, but like everything you're saying to me, like is just BS. Like I don't buy it. Like there are right. interviews I do like that where I'm like, you know, to me, it's like, just admit you want the fame. Just admit you want the money. Just admit you did this. Just admit you made it. Just admit it all. I have no problem. I'm not judging you, but I can see through you. But so I think right. Candace is pretty authentic. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I always get a lot of flack when I say this, but I've interviewed her twice for over an hour, like Lala Kent, believe it or not. Like, you know. Oh, I could totally see that. Yeah. Like really, you know, meaning like there's no agenda. Like a lot of people will come mm -hmm. on and there's an agenda of what they yes. want, uh, how they want to answer this. And they know which crazy question is coming. And so with Lala, I felt twice from interviewing her and just knowing her out and about like she's really like okay ask me a question i'll answer it nothing is off the table 
let's talk. So do you know what I mean? Like when I'm, yeah. I'm great and when I'm a mess, I'm a mess. And she's pretty authentic too. I, I could f- totally see right? that. Yeah. I find in my, not to stereotype, but I find in my experience, if I was over going to generalize the younger kids, <laughs> not that they're so young, but like, I find like the Vanderpump summer house, like the younger you are and like maybe growing up in this, I feel like you're less concerned and not all, but you just say it. And I think housewives are kind of the worst as far as like, it's really crafted for the most part of like, you you know, and then look, you spend an hour with me. Yes. Authentic stuff comes out of your mouth. You can't help it. You're talking, but it's through a lot of cans and like, there's an agenda and you're guarded. And yeah, I find like the younger ones are more just like, well, what, like they get it more like, this is going to be a thing. I'm saying this, it's the truth. And everyone will be over this in the world in three days. You know, my, my viral headline will go away and I'll be replaced by something else. I feel like they get it more in my experience. Do you think that's why, and you know, everybody has mixed opinions on this, but overall, I think the reception to Roni new, the Roni reboot has been really good. Do you think it's because some of these women, you know, they kind of grew up around reality TV? Yeah. You know, do they, do they get it in a way that maybe, you know, other castmate members haven't? I think so. And like, even though they have problems and like the reunion was just drama, I don't know. I feel like they didn't go so deep. Like I do feel they don't really take it so personally. Right. Like, I mean, you look at like a Jersey, just for instance, I mean, they are on social media, Finstas, like to me, I've always said this, like you talk about, there's no extra money for spending 30 hours a week on your social media, hating on someone. There's, there's, you're not, there's not another dollar next to your name in the bank account from Bravo. It's not really part of your job. Yeah. You have to engage a little bit. So when it's really like you care and you're, you're putting, I think these New York women, they fight, but I don't think they're like all day and night on social media and dragging and reading every, I don't know. That's just the impression I get. I think if anyone is doing it, it's Psy. And I think it shows. And so it's funny. She's the, she's the person I interviewed her right before the season came out. So I didn't know anything. I watched, I had the screener sent to me. So it was just based on that. I I, I always say to people like, don't change. Oh, I'm not going to change. And so like, you wonder if like, was this always you or did you really change from, I mean, the cameras ever, I, I can't Whitney, Whitney Rose from Salt Lake. I interviewed her right in the first season. Don't change. I mean, I don't even recognize this Whitney and that's not even a knock. It's just like mm-hmm. they all change and maybe you can't help it when you're four seasons in or whatever. I'll admit it as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate. I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals 
with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. You guys know I love products that really work, and that's why I need to tell you about Oak Essentials. Ever since I started using Oak Essentials, I know that my skin is healthy, it's glowing, it's decadent, and it's hydrated. I feel like I have this luxe dewy glow all day. My favorite is their Moisture Rich Bomb. I use a little bit during the day, and at night, I apply it generously to lock in the moisture as I sleep. You can buy the Moisture Rich Bomb on its own, but I buy it as part of the Routine Product Bundle, which includes not only the Moisture Rich Bomb, but the a ritual oil, a cleansing balm, balancing mist, and a restorative mask. This holiday season, get yourself or someone you love Oak Essentials. It's my go-to skincare brand for radiant and glowing skin. My followers get 25% off their first order when they use our exclusive link, oakessentials.com forward slash velvet at checkout. That's 25% off your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S dot com slash velvet. Whether you're starting from scratch or filling in the gaps, Oak Essentials gives you one less thing to worry about. Treat yourself because you deserve it. I get the sense that everyone's starting to panic because it's holiday shopping time and there's not that many days left, but I'm here to tell you to relax because Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping shopping spree, stress-free. Whether you're shopping for your mom and dad, your friends, your new boyfriend, girlfriend, Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want. I really love personalized gifts. So on Uncommon Goods, I just got a really good friend of mine who loves her dog, this customized pet embroidered sweatshirt. She's going to love it. It's a picture of her dog on it, her dog's name. And my friend Sue, she loves bourbon. I got her this awesome personalized bourbon barrel flight set. She's going to love it. So while everyone else is getting boring, lackluster, everyday run-of-the-mill gifts for all of their friends and family, you can go to Uncommon Goods and get truly unique gifts for everyone. Right now, you can get 15% off your next gift. All you have to do is go to uncommongoods.com slash velvet. That's uncommongoods.com slash velvet for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, because we're all out of the ordinary. I mean, seeing yourself on on TV is kind of a, a mind. Can we swear here? Yeah. It's a, it's it's a, a mind, mind fuck, yeah. right? Like, you know, we see ourselves on the little screens all the time, but when you see yourself on the big screen, I think it can be like, and, and I think, you know, the first season that someone's on housewives, they usually get like a very, for the most part, they get a good edit. It makes you want to come back and do it again. Yeah. I think. And then the second season, I think it's both like production goes harder on you. And I think you start to let the, you, you start to forget that the cameras are there. And we've seen this, like, this is, Every single season, I feel like somebody like Sonia came in and was like this breath of fresh air for Roni back, you know, in the day. By the second season, it was kind of like, oh, there's there's more going on here. Um, and so you kind of are like, all right, I, I think it's a both and thing of like the the guard goes down and production goes harder. Yeah. And I think production has an agenda in your second season of like takedown of it's maybe not even anything you've done but they see something at the reunion leading up to it and they're like okay season two roni this is the destruction of psi period that's what we're doing here and then they lead you in that direction and then you it happens i mean you are part of it 
But I do think it's like, yes, look, you're not going to come out ahead in the housewives game. So you might, it might be season two. It might be season five. It's coming. Remember Dorinda? Remember the, the undoing of Dorinda? I mean, Lisa Rinna. I mean, it happens to, it's going to happen. So to me, it's like, I'm just so shocked that when it happens to you, that you're shocked. Like to me, it would be like, I would expect every season to be my last I would expect all the hate. And then when it happened, it would be like, thank God I saved my money. Thank God I have my side hustle. I'm going to exit because I've expected this for four years and here it is. And this is sad and I don't want to go, but I mean, okay, it's my time. And what, what took you so long? That would be me really. Yeah. And I think if I, if, you know, no one's asking me to be on housewives, but I think I would just, and maybe it's too hard to say no, but like one and done baby. Cause if you do one, you can come out with a good edit. You can plug whatever you want to plug. Like, for example, I don't think Jenna Lyons is going to come back. Do you? you don't. Why? Well, I mean, she posted that thing in front of that sign that said quit. Right in the beginning, people didn't think she was going to come back. You really don't think. Now, when Cy was on my show, so I have this in the back of my head just because yeah. I was the first one. I, I mean, I think she either said this on air or I'm revealing whatever, but who cares at this point? Because I mean, the whole yeah. season, she said something like, I think I said something like that to her. And she's like, honey, don't kid yourself. Jenna loves, loves like the resurgence of Jenna. She's in the spotlight. I mean, so she said this. No, it's coming from Cy. And it, that is in my head from before the season even started. So I don't know if that's, if now I'm not objective anymore, but everyone does think Jenna's going to quit. I don't know. Did she really hate it that much? I don't think she hated it. This is what I think. This is what I think. I think Jenna knows that, first of all, she did what she wanted to do. She established herself. She reestablished herself. I don't think Sai's wrong on that. I really don't. I think Jenna probably sees the opportunity for her own show. She's had her own show before. Yeah. Um, is she engaged now? I think she is. I think she is. Yep. What about a wedding show? What about a, like a Bethany, Bethany ever after type show, but with just Jenna. Um, I think those shows are easier to film. I take, I think they take less of a toll on you. So I could see her trying to get a spinoff. And I think you know, she's a fan favorite. I think that Andy would entertain it. Yeah. And I think Andy, look, Andy will do what he has to for the network. Like he doesn't play favorites, but in life he does like, you know, he look like, I don't think he likes the new cast. He likes Jenna because for the same reasons he likes Luann. I mean, these are his, Andy loves New York city and he is of a certain age in his 50s. So when you're a 50-something-year-old woman, that is his friend. Like, that's his, you know, he he was with Jenna in the Hamptons this summer. I don't know if you saw that. Like, oh, it was yeah. like, that breakfast. And so just, it's very simple, but it's not like that. Yeah, that's your, that's your, you consider that your, not your equal, because I don't think Andy considers anyone his equal. But, you know, like, so I think, yeah, I think he likes Jenna more than he likes the others. I actually truly believe that in life, which doesn't mean he won't do what's great right for the show. No one is in jeopardy, but I think, yes, like, look, do I think that he could have given any one crappy lake? Like, I think that is, part. this is my opinion. That's partly, he won't fall on the sword for Luann or Sonya, but yes, he truly likes them more than he likes most housewives. And I think when that idea was up, he's like, oh, I have the perfect two. And they probably are the perfect two for that show. But I think that he basically handed them that show. A thousand percent. 
Yeah. And I mean, I remember watching an episode of watch what happens live. God, maybe I'm making this up. Maybe this was a fever dream, but I could have sworn I saw an episode where somebody was like, you have a favorite in every season. They were, and this was years ago. And they were like, it's neat. It is so Nini. They said it's Nini in Atlanta. It's Teresa in Jersey. It's Bethany in New York. Um, it's he Lisa loves Vanderpump. Erica. Yeah. He loves Erica. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I think it's kind of, don't most bosses play a little bit of favorites though? <laughs> I mean, you can't help it, right? Like when I was in corporate America, I had people, I one time had like a staff of 15 under me. Yeah, I had favorites. I mean, I didn't really try to show it, but I guess how could you not? Like every day in and day out, it seeps out, right? Well, and also too, like, is it, that they're your favorites because they're necessarily better people. No, not necessarily. Yeah. It might be because you have a better relationship. They're nicer to you. You get along with them better. I mean, there are people who you're, who are going to work with you who just aren't going to like you as much. And like, so you end up, and I think it's not the same as people being like, oh, you have a favorite child. Having a favorite child probably isn't good. Having some favorite coworkers or employees is a totally different thing. Yeah. Do you think, you know, cause like, I mean, what, what, what do you think of Bethany now? Like, do you think this reckoning, you know, she says it's not personal. It's not personal. I mean, I know she went on watch what happens with Bryn and she felt shade like, but I mean, it seems personal to me. I mean, is this a personal against Andy or is this just, or, or do you think, because I mean, it sounds like you think Bethany doesn't do, and I don't want you to get another season to assist here today behind the velvet rope, but like. <laughs> Look, I mean, does Bethany do anything just organically? And I'm not even coming for her, but and it's not even, I don't know if I, I mean, it's not even an insult, really. Like everything ties back to business probably for Bethany, right? I, I said the same thing you did. The minute I saw those makeup videos, I didn't do all the deep diving and realize it was from the past. The minute I saw it, I was like, she's not just like bored at home. This, there's, there's an agenda here. The next thing I know, there's going to be skinny girl mascara, skinny girl eyeshadow, skinny girl lipstick. I'm like, this is coming guys. Does anyone see this? So, I mean, does Bethany, do you think, is she do anything just Without thinking, is there a plan or has Bethany actually now just lost her shit and is taking everything under the sink and throwing it against the wall and hoping something will stick lost, lost? Well, here's what I'll say. I think she played it really well with the makeup because instead of making her own line, which like if you're a celebrity and you're thinking of making your own beauty line, like you better have it your shit together because it's tough out there. Instead, she started partnering with other people like she did a deal with L'Oreal recently um, and things like that. So that was smart. I do think that like most people, she's very motivated by money and she's very strategic. And I give her a lot of credit there. Like, I don't think that she is bad at business. I don't, but I do think she is in a place that is interesting where I do think she's throwing a lot at the wall and seeing what sticks. And I don't think she's exactly figured it out. So, you know, she tried doing the housewives and I know she still does it, but she does the like rewatch thing. And it didn't, it's not like people, I don't think people really care. I don't think people really want to, she'd probably yell and tell me how great her numbers were. And that's fine. But she is, I think, throwing a lot of things at the wall and seeing what sticks. And um, with the reality reckoning thing, I think she got inspired by the strikes and was like, hey, let's call out some of this. I don't disagree with that. Like, she's not wrong. And I am big enough to admit that she's not wrong. I do think, like, people who are in reality TV need more protections. 
But I do think that I don't know that she's totally just motivated by like the protecting of people. I do think she's motivated by like, okay, then how can I do a spinoff with Nini? How can I have Jill Zarin on? And then also at the same time, she does these videos. Like, I don't know if you saw this, but she did this video about Ashton and Mila Kunis defending uh, Danny Masterson. That was a really bad take and she deleted it. And I think she tried to backpedal. So like she, I do think she needs to like think a little bit more before she puts everything out there. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with all of that. Right. Like there's three podcasts now. I think now we have a special series with Nini. Like if you really know your brands and the podcast world, there's only one, one, and you know, it, there's no time for the other. So I kind of feel the same, like, look, her thing with Nini was really big. That doesn't, it doesn't seem to be translating to this mini series. Like it's not as big the numbers, I mean, just in where it is in the charts. So I do think it's like, there's some confusion also, which I don't know. It's like, again, I'm motivated by money. I say here all the time, I love money. I will be the first to admit it. I mean, there's really, it's That's, that's okay. That's let me like, tell you, health is the most important thing in the entire world. <laughs> and second, I would say is money. Just give me the money and I'll die alone. Let's have it. Please don't die on me <laughs> as you cough. I'm just telling everyone if there's silence at your end. Um, so hopefully you're, I, that's, you know, that's I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. But I think that's totally true. And it's okay to say that. And I think Bethany is motivated by money. And I think that she had a childhood that was challenging and she wants to keep security. I get that. I actually really appreciate that. I'm not crying. I did was just coughing, but (laughs) I think that she is motivated by money. And I do think that she would, I think she would benefit from sitting down and really being like, what is my brand? Cause she's still like selling, you know, she's still got the website. She's still got, I, if I were her, I would go more niche. And that's where the internet is headed. Like I had this, I went to a talk the other night with, do you know, Taylor Lorenz? She's a writer for the Washington post. Yeah. She writes on tech. And she was talking about the fact that like the 2010s were all about like, oh my God, look how connected we can all be. Right. And that was cool. That was great. But what the 2020s are going to be about is going to be like more niche spaces And so I think celebrities need to go a little bit more into their niche. And I think Bethany does that in some ways and she really plays into her audience, but then she'll make a video where she's like, let me tell you what's wrong with Taylor Swift. And it's like, "Eh, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Right. And you look at, I agree. You look at like, you mentioned her earlier, like you look at like a Gwyneth Paltrow, like when Goop started, it was like, what the hell is this? We're not taking this seriously. Like you're, you're rich, you're, you're bored. Goop is now a real brand. If you you talk to you, you know, Gwyneth just did. I don't know where she said this or the exact words, but I think she said like her goal is to now sell Goop or just this is it and like phase out and you will not see her acting. No more public life. I'm like that to me makes sense. So like I love money. I I would need more. I would like more. But I mean. If I had the, you know, who knows how much Bethany really has, the rumor, 120 million, other people say it's not that much. But like, to me, it's like, 
I would just fade away. Like, I know it's not like I'm really secure. Like I'm okay inside. So I understand, I understand fame and the biggest drug and I get it. But to me, it's like, I would be at the Bel Air hotel for dinner on Monday. Like she just was, but fine. I don't need to like Tuesday. I would just go live my life with a hundred million dollars and be like, you can all fuck off. I don't need you trolls. I'm shutting down the social media. You're never going to hear from me again. I'm actually really wealthy. When you have like hundreds of millions of dollars, you could wake up and just entertain yourself every day for 365 days a year. I would just go live. Yeah, totally. Have you guys been on the hunt for a skincare product that actually delivers what they promise? If so, you have to try OneSkin. OneSkin products are powered by a groundbreaking peptide, the OS1, which is the first ingredient scientifically proven to actually reduce the biological age of skin by several years. What does that mean? Meaning that it's not only prevents, but slows down skin aging, leaving you with healthier, more hydrated and glowing skin. I use all of their products. I use it on my body. I use their eye cream and their OS01 face. It's the holidays, right? The holidays are the perfect time for you guys to invest in your skin health routine and give your skin something to be truly thankful for. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. OneSkin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin feels and appears younger. It's time to get started with your new face, eye, and body routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with a code VELVET at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code VELVET. Now is the best time to invest in your skin. Age healthy with OneSkin. You know, Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop because Rakuten members earn cash back on everything they buy. I should know, I'm a Rakuten member. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with thousands of stores across every category. Beauty, clothing, electronics, home, department stores, pets. You guys are already shopping. It's the holidays. You have a lot of gifts to buy for people. So why not save while doing so? I just went on Rakuten and got gifts for so many people. I went to Adidas. I got 15% cash back. I bought my friend Susan a shirt from Banana Republic, 4% cash back. I got my family stuff from Bloomingdale's, 2% cash back. They work with so many more stores, Macy's, Ulta, Nike, Zappos, Expedia. You could even buy groceries. It's a one-stop shop place to buy gifts for everyone on your holiday list. It really is that simple. Just go to Rakuten.com and start saving today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.com. Um, Who needs the headache? Who needs this headache of being angry about Taylor Swift? Well, it's funny you say that because I remember when the reality reckoning thing started, she kept being like, you know, I could be out surfing right now and living my life and enjoying the Hamptons and like all this kind of stuff. But instead I'm doing this for nothing. And it's like, yeah, but like a week ago you were like yelling at the pool about like some random celebrity. So like you don't ever like, I mean, yes, we see you like out in these beautiful places, but you're still like angry and yelling about like, you know, who knows what, like some other, I don't know, whatever celebrity or like, you know, you, she makes these videos where she'll be like, I'm not an active fan of Gwen Stefani. And it's like, Bethany, like that's, you're only opening the door. Don't say that. Like, don't, I think if I was Bethany and like Bethany, I know you'll probably never hear this or you will, and you'll be upset about something, but like, and I don't mean this to be mean, but if I were you, I would just do less. Just do like, like take whatever you're doing and do 50% of it and everything would be better. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just don't know. I mean, the Gwyneth thing to me makes the most sense. I mean, by the way, like, you know, there's fame and there's money. Like if you ask people, there's, you know, how many people are really, really quote unquote famous that have nothing and would tell you that they would rather take the money. Like you look at like a Spencer yeah. and a Heidi or something, you know, like people don't realize like most people in reality and even celebrities, I interview a lot of people from the eighties and nineties that were big. They don't got a lot of money. Like they would love. So to me, it's like, I understand fame is a drug, but look, I'm not. My advice to her is like, just go live your life. Like if I had this money, I, I don't know. I don't think anyone would really ever hear from me again. Like my friends would. I don't right. think I'd be doing like, hey, I'm going to do an Instagram live story right now. I, I really don't think I would. That's just me. I get That's that. And life is know. exhausting enough without the internet, right? Have you ever had the Swifties mad at you? That's terrifying. Thank God I don't. I'm really not into Taylor. I understand she's the biggest celebrity that's ever existed. So because I'm not into her, I have nothing against her. So the Swifties have never come for me. The majority of people that come for me are Bravo people that when I say like, Erica Jane is great. I get decimated. When I say like, you know, Teresa versus Melissa, like these are the people that want my head on a silver platter. And then you're like, I really don't care that much, but thank you. What do you think? And then like we could wrap up afterwards. What do you think of this whole new thing? Did you see, I don't know who the TikTok people were, but I know it was not you of this whole like global empowerment mission. And the whole thing would be strong. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like this whole thing that they're trying to expose and saying that like Bethany probably donated to this. And if you do go on to donate to be strong, it takes you to this global empowerment mission and therefore be strong. Now they're saying it, not Meredith, not David Yontef, but we'll talk about it here for a minute. You know, that they're saying like, and did, did, did they get a cease and desist? I mean, by the way, if you go on my YouTube and my, my downloads and my audio is really the big numbers, but like my YouTube is just gravy, but like, I've had some pretty, like when I do a YouTube short, I do like a pretty targeted headline. I've had some headlines about Bethany that haven't been, you know, Bethany Frankel, brilliant genius or completely crazy. Like I'm not, I felt like I've had the most pleasant headlines and I really don't dislike her. I'm just observing these things, but like is what is up with this be strong? Is it real? And does it even matter if she's getting people to donate? But they're basically saying there is no charity. It's this other charity. And she's just like, the conduit. Yeah. I mean, I've talked about this before. Um, there's somebody called celeb fail who does a lot of Mm. these posts and people are always like Meredith Lynch is celeb fail. I'm not like, I don't know how to tell you guys this. I'm not like you guys at this point, like you really think I'd have a phone, have, have like a burner account. (laughs) Like I've kind of put it all out there. Um, and I've talked about be strong and global empowerment mission a little bit. And this is what I'll say. Uh, I said it once and I'll say it again. There are videos up where be strong, is a way that Bethany raises money for global disaster relief through a nonprofit called Global Empowerment Mission. If you go to donate via Be Strong, you are actually donating to Global Empowerment Mission. And it takes you to a website. And if you look on the top, it says Global Empowerment Mission. Yes. So a lot of a lot of celebrities companies do this where they partner with a nonprofit. And, you know, whether you go to CVS and they say, would you like to donate a dollar to the American Heart Association or something? It's a similar enough concept to that. I have no problem with that. I really don't. Um, This is what I will say. I personally 
would not do- donate probably to global empowerment mission. That's my own personal thing. Just like that. And I'm allowed to say that. And you can research the nonprofit yourself. I worked in nonprofit for a long time. I know a fair amount. And I think that I would rather give my money to other organizations. And I think that's totally fine. Do I think Bethany gets any money from Global Empowerment Mission? No, I don't. I don't think she takes a dime from it. Do I think she uses her celebrity to promote donating to disaster relief? I do. I I think that's great. Do I think anytime she gets criticized, she screams, I'm a philanthropist who helps people? I do. And I think it's a little bit, it's a little bit of a sticky situation because almost every single celebrity has a fundraising component that they do. And so when, like, I think that she has been really strategic in developing her voice as like, well, I, but I'm a ph- philanthropist and that's great. Lots of people are, are, are don't donate places, but no, be strong is not a 501 C three. It's not its own nonprofit. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. Um, and I think it's one of those things where doesn't mean global empowerment mission hasn't done great stuff. Um, but I personally would not donate to that nonprofit and other people can make their decisions. Why wouldn't you donate? I wouldn't donate just because I feel like the, I I have not looked it up in a while, but the CEO, like to me, was not somebody that I found to be trustworthy. Um, and People can make their own decisions about that. If you look it up, there's an article of about him in the Daily Mail about, you know, a, a, a jet ski accident that he was on or a boating accident that he was on. Um, there's pictures of him with members of the Trump family. Um, you know, you can you can look up the things about it. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that he hasn't done good stuff, but there are so many nonprofits out there. There are so many places to give your money. That's just not one that I would prioritize that, but that's my own personal opinion. And that's all, you know, anybody else can decide what they want to do with their money. And I also think like, we're allowed to say that, right. We're allowed to say like, yeah, I'd rather give my money elsewhere. Yeah. And I, I see both sides of it too. One could say, you know, with the Bethany thing, like who cares? She's raising all this money yeah. and others could, I see the other side of it of like, what is so wrong just to say that I, believe in this organization, Global Empowerment Mission, and give to them. That's where it is the typical, like, it is out there. Be strong. People people are even going to listen to this or probably not understand. It's uh, the mission, like, in people's minds that Bethany has one of the biggest, most powerful charities out there on the front lines. And that's not true. She's helping, but it's not her charity, which... it's a little bothersome, just a little, little bothersome. Yeah, it's a mar- it's, it's a bit of a marketing thing. And I just also want to clarify charity, the word charity, what that means, right? Anybody can say they have a charity, right? The actual technical term, because I've worked in fundraising for a long time, is a 501c3. And so Bethany, like people will be like, oh, well, Be Strong is a charity. That's like, that. that's not a real technical term. Global Empowerment Mission is a 501c3. It is. And that's good. And so the money should be going to somebody who is a 501c3. But um, I I would say it does at times feel misleading when you're always like, 
be strong, be strong, be strong. It should be like, and and then if you go on the global empowerment mission, it's a little more like be strong in collaboration with global empowerment mission. Right. And like, if you ever really focus on the video, she says like, you know, here's, here's a warehouse and we're donating. Like she never says I be strong. This is be strong. I'm in the be strong warehouse. That will never be said. I am here. I am donating all of this. I am. This is, it's like, we're in this warehouse we're donating and that I'm not great. Good for you. I'm not doing that today, but like, it's just a little of like, why do we even have to go here? Just, can't you just say like, I work with this, like I could say, this is the charity I've chosen. They're great. I work. It's a little, little, it's a little something. I think it's a little, um, it's, it's what you remember that there is. And I think people, this is hard for people across the board. Nonprofits are about marketing as well. Like they're, they're, they operate like a business. So like when people are like, oh, but it's nonprofit. It's so good. It's so nice. It's like, yes, it is. But it still is a business in a, in a lot of ways. And it still needs a marketing plan. And it still is, is being strategic. You, first of all, I could talk to you for seven hours. <laughs> Sorry. No, so no, 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 no. I'm not even saying that in a bad way. Like there's like, you're going to have to come back because like. I would love to come back. I could talk to you about the Kardashians. <laughs> Um, Lord Disick, uh, yes, food God, I saw you just, but oh, I'm huge but, food god stan, even though I know he's unhinged, but no, I love him. no, are you kidding me? I one day I was like in Midtown and someone's like, I'm like, who's interviewed? What's all they're like, food god. I'm like, oh, I am gonna stand here for the next 20 minutes <laughs> until he's done and get a picture with. I'm kind of obsessed, first of all, I think it is the most brilliant marketing, it's brilliant making yourself the food god having this be a career, making money off it and going all over the world and eating at all these places for free. It's like, I think it's brilliant. Really? Yeah. I am all about the food God. But before we go, I just have a question because you mentioned Kathy Griffin and like, I yeah. saw like how, because I mean, you are at all these lunches with her and Rosie and like, you say that I get invited to all these fancy things and you just sit home. But like, what is it? How did you, how you're saying Kathy Griffin's helping you to say like, it's a joke. And how did you fall in with Kathy Griffin. Oh, Kathy and I met through TikTok. We we met through TikTok and um and we just started, you know, commenting, DMing a little bit. And then she and then she's graciously invited me to her home. And yes, I've gotten to attend some of these really beautiful, incredible luncheons that she has, which are so cool. And she has these salon luncheons where she invites different people, and there's usually a guest of honor, and it's you know, just really cool, smart, funny women getting together and having you know, conversation. And I I feel so like I do pinch myself. I'm like, what, who, who let me in? Who let Meredith Lynch into this place? Um, and so, but like, I feel so honored and I, I don't know about you, but like, I have been a Kathy Stan for so long. I've always found her to be just so smart, so funny. And I'm so excited to see what's next for her. Yeah, I've always been, listen, my life on the D-list, I think is a brilliant show. Oh I had god. Tiffany, her assistant on this podcast like two years ago or something. Oh my god, I met Tiffany. I met Tiffany and I literally like lost my mind because I went to see Kathy in Vegas and Tiffany was there and Kathy's like, this is like a former, my former assistant Tiffany. She was on D-list. Maybe you remember. I was like, are you kidding me? Tiffany? Like, like I, I know where you work. I know you have a baby. Like, like she, she was great. She's such a cool person. 
No, I mean, and listen, you get, you know how like you get invited to one thing. No, like you're in, you've gone to multiple lunches. I've seen, you know, Rosie's there and there you are. So that's a good one to like, you know, I feel really, really grateful. I'm really grateful. I, I love I've ever since I was little, just probably similar to you. I loved talking about celebrities and people would be like, that's such a waste of time. And it's like, well, you know what? I'm having a lot of fun right now. I was going to say, like, are you so like, is this your goal? Like once you get your MFA, like, is your goal just to keep like, and not that's a bad goal. Like, yeah, this this is my life. So like, this is my actual full-time job. Like, but like, is this your goal? Like just to stay with all of this that you're doing now? My goal is to be able to pay my rent, (laughs) whatever that, (laughs) that looks like. Um, I, you know, I, I'm so grateful and I'm kind of just like seeing where the journey takes me. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of one day at a time. Um, but really just like enjoying every minute, which sounds so cheesy, but it's really true. Well, listen, you got two cease and desist letters. So as scary as it is, and as much as I do not want that myself, like you must be doing something right. Well, I'm doing a lot of things wrong, but once in a while I get it right. (laughs) Do you deep dive? I mean, like, I know I'm familiar with this. Like, do you ever go down the rabbit hole of like relationships or is it mostly just like businesses? Mostly businesses. Like, yeah, I mean, that's what I thought, which is interesting. Yeah. For me, like relationships, I, you know, I think that it can be really hard because like, even just reading the Brittany and Justin stuff in here, I'm like, you know, listen, there's, there are only two people who really know what's going on in a relationship and sometimes not even that. Right. Like it's, so it's hard, but I like businesses and you know, my goal is to really, I love having conversations about the wealth disparity and I think it's really important. And I think things like the writer strike and the SAG after strike have brought it to light. And so people make fun of my content and say, I talk about stupid shit, but it's like, I don't know. Like there, there's some stuff that it's like, let's talk about these celebrity brands. Why do celebrities have to have brands? Because the business doesn't pay what it used to. That's kind of messed up. The business. I mean, I talk about, that's one of my favorite topics too. talk about like fame, the addiction of fame. And no, I mean, yeah, like there's, you know, I mean, I don't even mean to belittle people, but like, yeah, like there's, Jennifer Lopez and there's Julia Roberts and George Clooney and Brad Pitt. And then there's a few others. And then there's like everyone else, like the business pays shit. Like if you want to make money, becoming an actor and actress and becoming famous is not the way to go. Like if you're really hardcore, like George Clooney is loaded because he sold a tequila company. Like Ryan Reynolds is set for life because of Mint Mobile. Like it's just there's such a misperception about the business. Like, look, if you love the work of all, but I just think people think it's like, oh my God, when you scratch under the surface, it's like people are screwed every which way. Like, yes, friends is an exception and like modern family and like a lot of the shows now, but you talk to like actresses and actors from the eighties and nineties, they're just like, sweetie, it's in syndication. And I make a dollar fifty. Right. If that, and now it's streaming. Right. And so I think that's a misconception that even I had before I got out to LA is what actors make. And it's really, you know, now if you're a series regular, it's great. Maybe because you get your SAG and uh, insurance, but you got to have something else in the works because it's not going to, it's not going to like help you buy Like people were so hard on Sydney Sweeney when she was like, Oh, I couldn't take a break from working. They were like, why? Like, because at the end of the day, also all of the people you have to pay. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. 
This is why we'll also talk about Drew Barrymore next time going back to work. Yes. I know that is in your wheelhouse as well. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm hopefully I didn't keep you for too long. No, 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 no. This was so fun. I had a blast. Hopefully this was, this was not too long for you. I I could talk to you forever. (laughs) This is going to be a two-part episode. I love it. We will. Next time you come, I want to talk about the Kardashians and why you, and I'm not knocking them. I bow down to the house of Kardashian. I just want to know like why you don't go after them and like just. Oh, I do. But I just think that it's in a way that is like they are really smart. There's some things they do really right. And if we don't acknowledge that. And so I think because I, yeah, I, I say things about them that are not positive, but I'm also not afraid, just like Bethany, I'm not afraid to say like, yeah, it's great. I love that she's used her fame to like help, you know, like raise funds. That's good. Like you can, two things can be true about celebrities. And that's what I think the most important thing is. I say that all the time. I'm like, two things can be true. Where can everyone find you just so they can watch yes. all these viral moments of yours? You can find me yelling into the void on TikTok and Instagram at Meredith M. Lynch. You'll definitely come back. Are you going to, are you going to, do you watch all the shows? Like, are you going to watch Beverly Hills and all, do you watch all the shows? I don't watch all the shows. I have to admit. I watch I a lot. I watch but all the shows. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so much. And you can get so much. much on TikTok clips. I know. Right? I ask, I say this, I watch really when I'm interviewing someone. So like, if I'm not interviewing someone for Salt Lake for nine weeks, I don't watch. And if no one's going to come on from Salt Lake, oh, well. And then someone's coming on, I catch up. That's how I totally. do it. It's like, it's literally become research with their, a couple of obsessions, like a couple of little. Well, I can watch Mary Crosby read the phone book. Salt Lake this season is, I watch a brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Where have we been? So, all right, you'll, you'll, you so you'll, much. you'll like come back on for real. I would love to come back okay. on. We could talk about Mary Crosby because I can literally talk about her all day. So, yes, like I would love DM to. You. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.